This is Heather, and you're listening to Hey, this is Peter Hi, this is Justin. This is Alex Timmons, and you're listening to Hi, this is Alexander Stern, and you are listening to Radio Hi, this is your Larry Hi, this is Mike Burns. You're listening to John Briggs, and you're listening to Radio Mopco. All right, I want to welcome everybody to episode 25. 25. 25. Quarter of a century. 25. 25. 25. Quarter of a century. Quarter of a century. Of Radio Mopco, and today we've got uh, Amy Tierney and John Briggs. Hi. And Hello. The, good morning. Good morning. It's a beautiful day. Well, it was, and now the clouds are back. Um. <coughs> Hi. Hi, John. What's up, guys? I'm John. Not too much. Had a very productive morning. Got a got a lot of stuff done. Feeling good. It's uh the big May the fourth. Mm-hmm. The whole Star Wars thing. I got a text from my sister this morning. It's Quattro de Mayo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the lesser known holiday. Yeah, I've never I've never watched Star Wars. No, you're not. You're you're lying. You've never seen Star Wars? Is it out of a kind of like a protest? Kind of like, oh, everybody's doing it, so I'm not going to do it. Kind of thing. Oh, no. I just have really specific taste in movies. Yeah. And uh, I feel like a lot of people talk about it, and it's not worth me watching it now. Uh, because I kind of know everything that happens. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So it's like, why do I want to sit in for something You know, based on what everyone said? It's not really that interesting to me. So why am I going to go ahead and watch it just so I can tell yeah. people that I watched it? No, I don't have to. I also have never seen any of the Indiana Joneses. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. For the people at home, my eyes just got really big. All right, so, uh, John Briggs, why don't you tell everybody who owns uh, Halloween and Friday the 13th on Blu-ray? Me. (laughs) (laughs) And Hot Rod is one of my favorite movies of all time. That was pretty good. It was, yeah. It was okay. You love it or you hate it. I didn't hate it. My wife didn't enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, I made my friends watch it. And, uh, well, my friend Brian loves it. And then my friend Glenn hates it. But I think it's one of the more underrated films of the last twenty years. Is that a total barometer of life, like Brian? Of what? Brian. Brian and Glenn. Mm-hmm. If Brian likes it, Glenn won't. Glenn no. Likes it. Okay. Just just this one, one instance. So, we all like we all like fart jokes. So. <laughs> when when video tapes came into uh, very big popularity in video stores, you know there'd be the whole early eighties. Yeah, yeah, and and then there's like the mom and pop stores, which were kind of cool, but. I remember the whole stress of, okay, you got a bunch of people together. Let's get a movie. And, so, and they say, oh, get, whatever you want, you go get it. And inevitably, whatever you got, everybody hated. Mm-hmm. And you had to listen to them hating the movie all the way to the movie that you liked. Unless you were the one to bring home Faces of Death. Oh. Where everyone <laughs> sat horrified, not believing that that was such a movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was the thing. I, did you get I never watched it. I never will. I can't. Please don't. It's terrible. Yeah. There's always like the guy that's been appointed to go to the video store <laughs> and come back with said video and they bring that. And it's just like you said, there's bring back a comedy, bring back a this. Nobody can satisfy that. So you bring back Faces of Death. So I'm wondering if, have you encountered it, that kind of a scenario now, which the way we usually, now we get videos, either DVDs or mostly streaming stuff now. Have you encountered that situation? Where yeah, it's uh, you know I have, I mean? and it's at my friend's house, and 
we're all sitting there, he and his girlfriend and I, and we all need to figure out something to like, um, which can be difficult, even on Netflix, too. Trip to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my recommendation Wee-wee. is always Hot Rod, and then it's always no. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll be happy to watch Hot Rod again. So you just say Hot Rod every time? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I haven't, I haven't seen Gone with the Wind. Yeah, either I. Um, which... To the bane of my wife's existence. She, my wife. My wife. <laughs> yeah, and apparently they're doing a thing on, I think it was the Today Show. I usually have that on before I leave because I need something to make me feel smarter than everyone mm-hmm. else. Um, but it was like movies that people have never seen, who everyone thinks everyone's seen. And the percentage of what it was, and like things like Citizen Kane were on there, which is really good. Um, Star Wars, Gone with the Wind. I forgot what the other one was. Dude. Wizard of Oz. I didn't see it on that on that list. It was like the top five. Mm-hmm. But it's really kind of interesting how everyone presume presumes that everyone's seen certain movies because things get so in the culture. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know all the bits from Gone with the Wind, and um, but I haven't seen it all the way through. It's kind of like, ugh, do I have to? We kind of absorb the cliff notes of these types of exactly. things. Exactly. And, and enough to help us get through what we need to, a conversation or a skit or a scene or whatever. But right. Mo- I haven't seen a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. But I've seen like a lot of movies, which is crazy. You know, like thousands and thousands of movies, I'm sure. And uh, But I've never seen that one. I remember... When I was 10, I think it was 10, we had a local video store uh, in Amsterdam called L&M. Uh, and they also used to sell uh, dishwashers and uh, stoves and stuff. So appliances and, and video. video rentals. It was one of those combo places. And, uh, and I think the movie is called Jack the Bear. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I'll keep going, maybe. Okay. Uh, I believe it's Danny DeVito is a dad of two kids. And they move next door to um, this, this weird guy who turns into like a white supremacist who tries to brainwash a 10-year-old. Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, so it freaked me out, uh, to say the least. No kidding. Um, I want to get the plot right because my mom's like, oh, Danny DeVito, two kids. This should be good. <laughs> Keep talking amongst yourselves. My dad, in in that same vein, like when he when video stores started gaining popularity, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe John, you might remember that there were two formats of video: yeah, beta, beta and, and, and VHS. VHS. Now, my dad thought beta was going to be the wave <laughs> of the future, Ooh. and so we had. You take stock tips from him too, oh, and he would tape everything and label it. We had our own video library of beta tapes. And uh, we were one of those, you know, to-do people that had a, a player that had beta and VHS in the same oh. thing. So uh, we would bring ho- he would bring home movies on Friday night, and they ended up being these <laughs> terrible movies. Not kind of in the same vein of Jack the Bear, but Basket Case and I Dismember Mama and things <laughs> like. Oh, like we'd get me and my brother were young at the time, and so. We'd start this family movie night, and uh, then they'd be like, all right, well, kids, you need to go to bed, or you need to watch TV in Mom and Dad's room. Like, right. 
Did you get it yet? Yeah. Uh, Danny DeVito is a professional clown whose wife's death in a car accident has left him to care for his two young boys. Loving but useless at the daily job of fathering, the onus falls on the plucky Jack the Bear. Uh, DeVito's conscience and a quantity of alcohol leads him to denounce a neo-fascist candidate on his children's TV program and also to the kidnapping of his youngest son by a disturbed neo-Nazi supporter. Oh, so it's the feel-good movie of what year? 1993. And it was PG-13, so my mom's like, oh, it probably has some, you know, some shits and stuff in it. Some some coarse (laughs) language. No. Nope. Scary Nazi. (laughs) Adopting children. Oh, man. Sleep tight. Okay. Sleep tight. Good night. What scared you as a kid, John? Anything? Oh, I... You mean like movies? Yeah, anything. Oh, movies or... scared me as a kid. I, I, like my son, I've had a very vivid imagination. Right. And I would imagine scenarios in my head and I would get emotionally... It, it would like freak... I could freak myself out because I'm imagining, well, if this happened, this happened, this happened. I used to... Um, we had a... Um, we had a van that my dad converted into a camper van and... and I got it in my head. It says, you know, it's a weekend. I want to do something fun. It's, or it's a summer. I said, I'm going to sleep out in the van. And just for fun, I'm camping out. I run the electric cord out and I hook the TV up or whatever. I'm just yeah. camping out by myself, you know. Well, I'm sleeping in there and I hear these. I wake up. The TV's. Because that's when the TV's used to go off mm-hmm. after midnight, you know. Yeah. So you got. And I heard these sounds like this. Woo, 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 woo. And I'm like, oh, my God. There's like aliens coming to get me. I was told. I totally freaked myself. I thought something. Holy crap! They're back. <laughs> but I, I thought they would. Um, they would really. They, things aliens were out there coming to get me. Like if if I'd made other choices, I would have been one of those tin hat wearing foil hat guys. Instead, it was a white supremacist. Yeah, exactly. I felt much safer in Texas because we see those all the time. Exactly. You know, they have this. They're like dandelions. They have like right next to the video store is the like the white hood store. You know. <laughs> Um, I used to be scared of, I used to watch the old um, Frankensteins mm-hmm. and werewolves. Not the Abbott and Costello ones, but those were really, I like those yeah. too. Those were really funny. But I would beat the whole universal thing. Universal monsters. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the universal monsters. And I would have the pillow right by my eyes. And I was just terrified. But I had to watch it. You know, those things scared me. What about you? God and the devil. I was completely frightened of God catching me doing something. And I, we weren't like a religious family right, right. Uh, by <clears throat> any means, but the fear of like being caught doing something I shouldn't. And because maybe I wasn't religious, I had no idea what the guidelines were. So anything <laughs> I might have, you know, left the oh, center was it's bad. all gray. Yeah. And like demons and the devil. And it was kind of when, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and James Brown, uh, <laughs> Terrifying. Uh, I can. <laughs> a lot of times, my younger brother and I were left to fend for ourselves. I'm four out of five kids, and there's kind of a gap between myself and my oldest brother. So there's a sense of two families, three kids that kind of grew up tight together, and the last two kids okay. tight together. Um, so by the time Dan and I came around, we were like. Parents were like, uh, go entertain yourself. We're old. <laughs> the first aid kicks in the bathroom. And, yeah. yeah. My mom had Dan when she was 40. So, I mean, I couldn't imagine having a kid at 40. Uh, so, 
we used to Saturday night while they were watching their softcore terrible movies from rent a center or whatever, uh, Dan and I'd be upstairs and we'd have to watch Fantasy Island, Love Boat, the standard oh, Saturday yeah. night yeah, yeah, yeah. fair. And uh, very Dick Van Dyke. My parents slept in two beds. Really? Yeah. Very, very 1950s couple there. Um, and so Dan and I would each sit on a bed and watch TV. Well, I had the idea to pretend I was getting possessed by the devil <laughs> because I knew it scared me so much and he was younger. <laughs> so <laughs> this devil. I'm going to possess you. I'm going to get in your body. I'm going to make you do bad things. I'm the devil. I'm the devil. What were you saying? <laughs> so I would like we would I would spin in a circle in between the beds. Be like, I'm coming to get you down. I'm coming to get you and like tears, like tears, but I would only be possessed during commercial breaks. <laughs> and then just as I saw commercials were coming to an end, I'd be like, Dan, I'm okay. I'm all right. And I'd take my, you know, spot on the bed. And it just got to be so traumatic uh, that by the, like, about a half hour of doing this at commercial break time, my brother was sobbing and, like, beating me as the devil, which only angered the devil even more. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. But it was probably just a way to let some of my fears go, because deep down, if that had been... The other way around, and Dan was pretending to right, be possessed. Right. I'd have crept myself in my dad's bed right then and there. <laughs> so that's what scares me. How about you, John? <laughs> <laughs> I think of all the things I can't talk about. Okay, good. No, uh, my inadequacies uh, being shown off on a stage. Uh, really? Yeah, athletics. Uh, I was forced into playing baseball. When I was in second grade, um, I had a lazy eye when I was a kid. Really? Um, and, uh, yep, so I wore the eye patch and everything. So that didn't really help with seeing the ball. Um, yeah, no, I did depth not, perception is really keep important. Keep your eye on the ball. <laughs> yeah, literally. Which one? Um, <laughs> I did not get a hit the entire season. Oh. Um, and I was not the youngest person on my team. And so I what well, was seven or eight, and so they had to move up for the real young kids, and then also the coaches talked before the game, and then they moved up for me too, and that didn't matter. Like a foul ball for me was a, a, a big deal, a big achievement. And then I also didn't understand the rules of baseball, so tagging up. Um, also, I knew it was going to go off to a bad start when I brought a wooden baseball bat to the first um, practice, and then my coaches like we use aluminum bats, and I knew. I knew then as a seven-year-old that uh, things were not going to go well that season. Uh, so I played one-and-done baseball. My dad recently apologized for making me play baseball. Oh. Uh, he didn't realize how bad of a time it was for me. Um, I did meet some of my best <clears throat> friends, though, that I still have. Oh, that's cool. So that's cool. But uh, it was traumatizing. Uh, I did like basketball. Um it stopped in ninth grade when I tried out for the freshman team, and I still I never had a left hand. I'm right-handed. I never had a left hand, so um, that uh, I was a big kid, but uh, you know I was predictable. Go one way, shoot. Oh, shoot I Shoot one way. Okay. Uh, so I didn't make the team, and I, I kind of gave up. But uh, yeah, shirts and skins. I was a fat kid too, so 
uh, taking off my shirt. And then, yep. So all my inadequacies, those were my biggest fears. Well, you can put those aside now that the world knows them all. Yep. <laughs> Where do you rank in your family? Are you? I know you have a brother and a sister, right? Okay, are you in the middle? Oh, age-wise? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you mean like... A, <laughs> last week we, had, we, we asked Matthew the same question. <laughs> That's right. It, it, of course. Yeah, I'm a middle child. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm the oldest. You are? Yeah. And they kept going after you. Yeah. They kept trying to get it the, right. <laughs> the experimental child, yeah. <laughs> I'm the oldest of four. Yeah. If this one goes right, we'll have another one. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the biggest laughs I ever got out of my parents. Um, I said uh, something happened with my older sister, and then I said, that's why you had two more kids, and then they just laughed for the next three minutes. <laughs> Deep down, they knew it was true. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things to do is to get my mom spun up into a big laughing thing where she can barely breathe. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's so much fun. Yeah. And she enjoys it. And she's apparently, I've been making her laugh since I was a little bitty. So um, I'll take her word for it. But I'll, I'll do something. I'll say something. And she'll just laugh and just keep <laughs> going. And it's like, okay, mom, you okay? It's kind of funny. When I would get my mom going, she would laugh despite the content of what I was making funny. And it usually, I mean, you guys know me, it's not always... You know, mainstream stuff that I find funny. <laughs> and she'd be laughing and I'm, you know, fart joking or pooping or Sorry, whatever. It's and, and it's, uh, she'd call me Piggy Girl. <laughs> That's not funny, Piggy Girl. <laughs> so funny. When you ate your potatoes like Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Piggy Jokers. That was on a Piggy scene. Oh, or We've get... all seen that movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> let's check it. How could you not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a great movie. They made it a Broadway musical, too. And they also made a sequel called The Summer Story. I heard it sucked. It wasn't good. It's hard to make. John owns it on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Just Halloween Just H2O. <laughs> LL Cool J. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, I want to thank Alex hey, for Alex, coming Alex. today. No problem, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nice. Uh. Just being tall and handsome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And suave. No, it's good that he's not here because then I default to the young, uh, attractive bachelor. You always default what, to that. We bring out your old curmudged in? Is that what we're, <laughs> you're saying? Well, you know, it's interesting. No, when he's around, is, then he he defaults. It's like a oh. like like a status thing almost. Like we were studying on Tuesday when we were doing mm-hmm. status. So mm-hmm. Different person comes in the room, things change. You know, I mean, it's even a status thing right now because me on this side, you two on that side, but it changes. Look, the couch is much I lower for my own ego. No, no. The um, CEO of the first CEO at State Farm. You can go to his. Uh, his oh, office. that's Mark uh, State Farm, right? Mark State Farm. Mark State Ex- Farm. Exactly. Um, he had a conference the English, table. I think, State Farm Ma- comes Ma- from. Mark State Farm. Mark State Farm. It's, it's right. It's right. right. Um, he had his conference room table created where it was wide at one end and narrowed and sloped down at the other. And so he, <laughs> as people ranked away from him sitting down, he really sat at the head of the table that's insane. Powerful stance. That was uh, 
the movie No Holds Barred. I think I've talked to you guys about it the last couple of weeks. The Hulk Hogan 19... 19- oh! Alex! <laughs> the ghost! The ghost of Alex! Or it's the devil. The, <laughs> the Hulk Hogan 1989 vehicle, um, where uh, an evil TV boss wants to take Hulk, who's named Rip in the movie, which is why I named my car Rip. Okay. Even though Your it's owned by the WWF, mm-hmm. so they still changed his name, even though they had the rights to it. Um, so... Uh, he has the evil T E uh, CEO TV boss has the V desk, so he's at the the crux of the V, and then everyone else kind of kind of filters out, and, and then he just <laughs> yells at people and throws things at them and t- tells females to go take a leak. Wow! Yeah, wow, it's special. It is. He was the um, I forget his name, but he was um, anyone see Running Man recently? The the Schwarzenegger one. I haven't seen it recently, but I've seen it. Yeah, he's uh, one of the TV, one of the TV executives there With, too. Uh, Richard, Richard Dawson. Da- Richard Dawson. Yeah. Richard Dawson's right hand man. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which I think it is the original version of Catching Fire. It seems like. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. It, yeah. So there's a lot of good movies coming out this summer. I know. Spiderman. Spiderman. Oh yeah, it's out today. Yesterday. Spiderman. 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 <laughs> Did you see a? Uh, what's his name on uh, Fallon singing the Spider-Man theme song? Oh, that's right, because you don't have cable. Um, I get NBC. <laughs> no, it's not NBC. I just don't stay up that late. Yeah, stay up that late. Yeah, it's true. I well, realize. I watched it on Hulu, so. Oh, okay. But that was pretty funny. He was just singing Spider-Man. Spider-Man I was in and out song. of consciousness of SNL last night. I like went to bed oh, early, oh, yeah. but then I turned my TV to like sleep in three hours. So like I woke up and I heard Emma Stone and then went back to sleep. Then I woke up and heard... You know, like uh, Bobby Moynihan then fell back to sleep. Right, right. So. I, was, uh, I had to do car repairs in the rain yesterday, uh, which was fun. Which one? The the silver one. There, oh, what's wrong? Uh, I think over this past winter, I think Janet hit some kind of pothole or something, and it messed up the um, exhaust, so it was like really loud. Did you tell her a pothole for a pothole? You'll have to take a chunk out of her? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Um. So, yeah, so I... <laughs> had to crawl under there but I had to I had to jack it up on each side but first I had to find the jacks mm-hmm. so it was like one of those oh, I have to do this but it's going to take me an hour to find all the tools mm-hmm. uh. and so I'm getting really annoyed I'm, I'm in the closet trying to find the other because I have a couple of jack stands you know to mm-hmm. make it safe because I got to crawl under that car and uh, so I finally find actually Janet finally found them because they were in another thing someplace else in the basement but yeah it turned out um, one of the Part of the exhaust had come loose, like a little up from the muffler. Well, up towards where it goes into the manifold, there's mm-hmm. like a big thing, and it, anyhow, it was. I was. I just started jiggling everything until I saw something that didn't look right, and I finally found it. And I was actually able to fix it because they make this stuff. It's like a bandage mm-hmm. that you wrap around it, and when it heats, when no, when no. it he, when it heats up, it actually melts and solidifies in oh. that thing. So I was actually able to fix it. So. Oh, I think by. that's what they do with the water pipes in my building right now. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's um, so it's it's a, it's you know it's a okay temporary fix without me having to go and have the entire exhaust system replaced. Oh, yeah, absolutely. it's exciting podcast talk. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the Honda oh. needs some maintenance, fellas. There's horses. Oh. <laughs> Sergey. Oh, oh the orange kitty's back. <laughs> Where's the turkey? Sergey. Hi, Sergey. Hey. No, I, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Okay. 
Uh oh. Oh, oh. The mop, mop go pound. We're for those who don't know, we're we're right next to a very interesting church, and they're they're having their services. So their sounds are seeping into here. They have uh, various cat and dog preachers. Um, they oh. have birds. <laughs> we have Sergey and oh, Gaser, the dog. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We should sing something. It's the morning zoo! And we're back! I once again make a plea for um, Paul McCartney tickets. If anybody wants to give me a cassette, that would be awesome. That okay. would be awesome. I'm going to do that every week. <laughs> yeah, let's sing. Okay. Our four listeners will perhaps uh, <laughs> take some mercy on you. What's his name? Roger? Hi, Roger. Roger? Oh, yeah. Roger listens. You like that one? Singing or rapping? Well, since we didn't get the rap last week. Can we rap now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that a good rap one? You like this one? Sure. Uh, can you open up to 289, please? Your book of science. Uh, book of science? Okay. Yeah. We yeah. did 215 last week. Or two weeks ago. 289, I think, is a good one. Book of science. Book of science. Book of science. Book of science. I swear to God, if it's the index, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> rubber I saw. I saw rubber. Now we're on varnish. Oh, that's bizarre. How can that be? Look what's on 289. Alchemy. Did we do that one? Randomly. We had to have, though. Yeah, we did that randomly. I didn't say the page, but you opened to that. So let's do something closer to the front. How about just regular 89? Okay. Regular 89. Book of science. Book of science. Book of science. Book of science. Are you familiar with numbers? Or? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> oh, these kinds of numbers. Yeah. Uh, close like it was 88, and it's Tough a bubble. Oh, a bubble. Oh, bubbles. Yeah. Bubbles. All right. I'll start. Here we go now. Here we go. Bazooka Joe. He's a man on the gum. Everybody thinks he's smart, but he's dumb because he doesn't go to school he's a fool he doesn't know anything all he does is drool so bazooka joe join the army he did it because he was all smarmy i said you're gonna die pretty quick out there son he said no i'm just gonna have some fun bazooka joe stick to your gum otherwise you're gonna get shot in your bum My name is Bubbles and I'm here to say I'm not gonna rap the original way. way. I'm gonna go around, gonna sing this song. song. Gonna sing about something back, which is wrong. wrong. Big, big bubble in the back of my back. I got two ones like an elephant sack. They jiggle, they wiggle, they cry when I walk. That's the way Bubbles talk. Oh. Oh. 
want to eat tonight? Bubbles. Yo, Kimmy. What's Kim, uh, Kim to the co? <laughs> Kim to the jong to the ill to the co. What Kim do you co. know you're going to rap? Because you got the flow. Every time I'm sick, sick in my nose. Stuff comes out and bubble, bubble blows. Gotta throw it out. Gotta blow it up. Gotta make me sick. No doubt. Bubbles in my nose. Bubbles in my eyes. Bubbles in my twist. Bubbles on my thighs. Bubbles. <laughs> I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm done, because I'm hot. All right, all right. Bazooka Joe came home from Vietnam. He said, everybody look at me. I'm the bomb. I did everything that the U.S. asks, and I went to drink out of my flask. I like gin. I like bourbon. I like girls. I like flirting. Let's go to the bars. But don't drive them cars. Get a taxi to the maxi. Everything else worked out great for Bazooka Joe. He was a decorated veteran, you You know. know. And he said, gold stars, bronze stars, purple hearts, everybody bleeds, everybody farts. (laughs) Working at the Pentagon, Bazooka Joe. Kicking out those terrorists, Bazooka Joe. Joe, Joe, no, he knows. B-A-C-O-O. Bazooka Joe. Joe, Joe. The terrorists will never win with Bazooka Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. Bubbles, bubbles. You know I just gave an idea to a Hollywood executive. Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. Very nice of you. Played by David Spade. (laughs) It's a follow-up to... uh, Joe Dirt. No, what's the one uh, Dickie Roberts child star? (laughs) (laughs) You have that on Blu-ray? No. Okay. I've seen it in full, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Full frontal uh, Bazooka Joe. <laughs> All right. So what's, um, <clears throat> if we're talking about movies to an extent, what is the worst movie you have paid money for and seen in the theater? Worst best movie? No. Oh. Like, you thought it would be good. You paid $9 to go see the show. And you show. watched the whole thing. There's only one movie I've ever walked out of. I was really? on a date when I was, like, in seventh grade. Ed TV, starring Matthew McConaughey. Was it Over Your Head? No, just I only went there because I thought the girl wanted to, and she's like, this sucks. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> but then it is one of those seventh grade dates where, all right, you leave the movie, and then your parents aren't picking you up for another hour and a half. Right. So you just awkwardly hang out in the arcade. and Right. Yeah, so. You're out of quarters. With yeah. Ed TV was the only movie I've ever walked out of. Oh, man. I was just talking to uh, Janet the other night because when I saw the, the Wall movie. Mm-hmm. It was it was actually on a date because she wanted to go see it, and we ended up sitting in the front row. So the, there was the front row, and the screen is right here, and you got those giant hammers. Oh, you know, yeah. It was it was not fun. No. No. I don't know if it, I don't know. And then James Brown showed up. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you know that I've um. I have a cousin very similar to me. He actually lives over in Ireland. Yeah. We have a similar name. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I heard him on an earlier podcast. Yeah, yeah. His name is Sean Kimlico. Oh, is he calling in? He might be calling in. That'd be awesome. Was uh, this when I was in New York City? I yeah. I don't know. Oh. Oh, you oh, oh, oh hold on. Can I, can I feel <laughs> yeah, can, can uh, you get the phone? Screen yeah. the call. Yeah. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. 
Who is this? This is Sean. Sean Kimlico. Okay, put your right through. Oh, th- cool. wait, look, thanks. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How you doing? Oh, Sean, how did you get this number? I yeah, your wife gave it to me. Oh, fantastic. Your wife, right, Sean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we we just, we just haven't talked very often. <laughs> I don't know what character I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, Sean, Sean, question for you. Go ahead, there, John. Um, so. If the Pied Piper like got all the snakes out, where did they go? Uh, most of the snakes went up the locals' bums. Really? Yeah. It's funny you say that because uh, truly the um, the snakes were folklore for pagans. Right. And it was really the pagans. That's, that's, so now what you're saying true. is the pagans <clears throat> have gone up the others' butts. I actually think it might be the other way. I think out. you're right. Well, you're right. Also, that explains the drinking because they want the beer shit so they can get the snakes out <laughs> of their right. assholes. Exactly. Yeah. Same. You know, I hate to say this, but Saint Saint Patty wasn't such a good fella. No. 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 He co-opted the uh, the pagans. He co-opted them. Yeah. He they they made it so they took over uh, all of the the pagan rituals like the Christmas tree and. Oh, All I those thought you meant they, they took over, like, organic uh, shopping. I'm not the smartest person in the folk. family, no. <laughs> hey, hey, Sean? Yeah? What do you think about, like, those drunk 21-year-olds who kind of take advantage of St. Patrick's Day and start drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning? I think any opportunity. And I heard there was a big thing in Albany where they had a big to-do. Years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kegs and eggs? Yeah. Kegs and eggs? Do they mix That's those right. together? I don't understand yeah, the whole principle. The, the kegs and the eggs they mix together. Mm-hmm. Raw eggs and just they put them in the kegs. Oh, yeah, that's delicious. That's like that's like poor man's haggis or something. It's yeah, like so it just got them all jacked up. Yeah. like they were drinking a bunch of yeah, I, I, it's like I, a protein. Yeah, yeah right. They got to have the protein. That's that's right. That's right. Um, so, what was your question? Um, uh, what are your thoughts oh. on those young kids who just get drunk and don't really celebrate well, the real? As reason as, as long as they remove their tops, I don't really care. Okay, right. Well, that's good. Yeah. The guys? No, the girls. Oh, the girls. Okay, yeah. You're a cheeky guy, aren't you? I do have four of them. <laughs> bubbles. Our death song, Bubbles, yeah. Bubbles. Did you, Sean? Yeah, I did. Did you really? I did. What do you think of that music selection? Did you like that? You know, Irish rap isn't really very popular. It's. I, I wouldn't imagine it it's, would be. Uh, we, we like things that are more melodious mm. and, and, and uh, sad. Can you tell me why, if I listen to prolonged periods of Irish music? Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't think that Mike would pick that up. Um, why it angers me? Why I, I get incensed by it? Well, you know, programmed into every Irish song is a fr- is like we call it the anger frequency, mm. and we make sure that we play that chord to really piss people off, and that's why all these fights are always breaking out. That does make sense. Oh, we have another call. John, can you get that? Sure. Hello? Hello. It's Mikey. Mikey, how are you? Hello. I'm good. How have are you, you Amy? Good. It's good to hear from you. You've been listening to our uh, our music this morning, our rap, and we have Sean Kimlico with us from Ireland. <laughs> oh, it's like a star story show. It is. I'm at the, I'm at the bus station at the Armory. Armory. Yeah, I want to go to the paper factory. Are you purple? No, no. And when I get off my shift, I'm covered in purple because oh. that's the paper I. You said shift, right? Shift. Okay. Um. So I just wanted to follow up, uh, John, uh, John and John. I talked to my brothers and sisters in Na. Remember Na? 
mm-hmm. National Anus Association. Yes, yes. And uh, your friend Alex Timmis' butt flute. Oh, God. <laughs> it has been approved. Oh, that is fantastic. It's too bad he's not here to... Uh, Guys, I'm right here. <laughs> oh, there you Guys, it's me, Alex Timmis. Wow. Did you bring your butt flute? I heard that. Uh, I sure did. Toot, 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 toot. Oh, wow. That's be- it's nice. You know, there's a, there's a tradition of playing flutes in Ireland, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, Sean. We haven't been formally introduced. And you're, you're Mikey. Or can I call you Michael? I prefer Mikey. I'm going to call you Michael. Okay. <laughs> Mikey's so easygoing. He really yeah, he is. He really is, yes. Yeah. Sean. Yeah. One day I want to go to Ireland. Where should I go when I get there? Oh, you should uh, you should fly into Shannon. You should rent. That's my goal. Your goal? You have a girl? No, Mikey. that's my, no, that's my goal to fly oh, into Shannon. Fly into Shannon, yes. With my pee pee. Now, show, no, 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 Mikey or Michael. I'm sorry. Was that? Too it's all right. We're was gonna, that we're, too blue? You know what's no. got? You know what's got to happen is the. Uh, I heard that sometimes the uh, the podcast sensor guy shows up. Oh, yep, he does. He's a wee bit late. <laughs> oh, I'll get. The, I'm the only one left. I'll, I'll get that. Hello. Hello. Can I help you? Yeah, it's me, Stan Musial. Stan, oh, take I'm head oh, of the hi. I'm head of the uh, Mopco yep. network. Yep, I I, I heard. Uh, I heard you on earlier. Just want to check in and make sure we are on the up and up as far as professional language and uh, as far as you know, keeping it uh, keeping it rated G. Yeah, no, there have been no shits or peepees mentioned. No. Okay, that's what I that's what I like. So let me just walk out. Oh, thank God. Oh, he scares me. He scares. He does. He scares us too. <laughs> he scares us all. Yeah, me, Alex Timmis. I'm pretty scared too. Yeah, I I was hoping you would play some flute songs. Do 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 do. Does that have a drum track feature on that? Oh, the didgeridoo. Alex and say, I hope everyone has a good Sunday. And, you know, if someone wants to give me a ride to work sometime, the bus is, you know, it's reliable, but there's some there's some characters on the bus. Aww. And sometimes they take my cell phone away. Aww, oh, well, no, we- here comes one right now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Excuse me, who this? Uh, my name is Pierre. I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> from New Orleans? Pierre, um... Can you give Mikey back his phone, please? One second. Have any of you ever eaten a po' boy? Yes, actually. Okay. Here we go, Mikey. That was my friend, Pierre. He's your friend. He's your friend. Oh, I thought... Well, if I say say he's my enemy, then he punches me in my face. I was was actually wondering if uh, Na had any upcoming events, engagements, that perhaps we might ask Alex if he'd be willing to play for you or... 
you know, speak. I don't know if you have different degrees of gnaw and people move up. or. Well, yeah. You know, you, are you familiar with The Great Escape? Yeah, oh, very much so, yeah. It's an amusement park in Lake George, New York. Well, it does not open until, you know, towards uh, the Memorial Day, so right, they, they right. do a lot of random stuff before they formally open. Um, so what we do is we get all the NAW members, and we make them sit upside down in roller coasters mm-hmm. in the shoulder bumps. Wow. Do they do, which, do, they do the, the comet? Do they do all... The they, boomerang? They do the comet, they do the boomerang, they do the steaming demon. Wow. The steaming demon. Wow. There's yeah. a couple new rides there this year. There's a Bigfoot. It's called the Bigfoot. The Sasquatch. The Alpine Bobsled. Wow. Yeah. So we just go upside down and show our bombs and we buy those commemorative pictures. Well, uh, you know, we can ask if Alex would be willing to, to mm, go. go. Well, guys, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'd be happy to do that. That's wonderful. Alex Davis. Wow! Well, that was a lot. Are you easier. are are you mocking me? No, no, no! You just no. forgot to say your name because you always no, say sorry. your name, Alex Timmons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's Mikey. If we can make that happen, I, I think Alex sounds like he's into the the knot with you, and he'll he'll be glad to participate. Yeah, no, that's good because a lot of people when I ask them to do things, they're like, no, nah. <laughs> and they think it's a funny joke, and I'm like, it's not funny. This is my life outside of the purple paper, you know. Can I? Can I ask what? How did you find Na? What what led you there? I'm a founding member. Oh my goodness! And how did you meet other like-minded Na members? I posted on Craigslist. Who has a butt? Oh, well, oh you must have got a lot everybody. of replies. Yeah, I, I would <clears> say <throat> that's that's probably something you take the risk with when you you post on Craigslist because obviously everybody has a butt. How did you weir- How did you uh, you know weed out the weirdos? Well, surprisingly, everyone has a butt, but only four people are willing to meet at the Amsterdam Burger King at uh-huh. 10.30 on a Tuesday. Wow. So, the process of elimination by schedule. We have a few uh, MOPCO members from uh, the Amsterdam Amsterdam area. It's easy for you to say. Amsterdam. So, just, uh, you know, keeping that in mind if they pop in there. Yeah, I try not to go home. It's me, John. You know, I try not to go home too much, but uh, maybe for you, Mikey. Thank you so much. Aww. I mean, it means so much to me. Oh, Mikey. We okay, me. I'm going to go click. Oh, he hung up. He did. Well, he's, he's going to hang I, up in a minute. I think he That's disconnected his... my cousin, too, at the same time. Really? Yeah. Do you want to call him back? Or? Nah, it's okay. No? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just got to wait. I don't know what that is. She sings. Went downtown to buy a dress because I want to be a fancy mess. When I go on the town, everybody's looking at me. He's a dapper gentleman, and I hold the door and I pull out the chairs and I say, Who wants to be my lady? Cause you scared. Scared of my face, but I'm wearing a tux. So you give exactly zero fucks about who I am As long as I make you a pretty girl And buy you things like jewels And purses And pantsuits Pantsuits Cause you're a lawyer And you're fancy And you make important decisions Everybody wins when I'm wearing a tux And I give everybody high fives down the street 
street. Can you rub my feet in your tux? Would you do that? Would you scratch my back in your tux? Would you sweep my floor in your tux? I want you to do everything in your tux. And I mean everything in your tux. Cause if that comes off, the deal is off. We sing, what the tux, what the tux, what the tux, what the tux. What the tux? 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 Are you tuxed, John? I got a tux on my phone. A tux mixes, yes. Mmm, that tux is smelly. Not what my the kind of tux? What the tux? <laughs> Medicated pads. <laughs> it's cool. Since I can never take off my tux, I have to walk through the car wash on a regular basis because it makes me clean and gives me a wax, and I'm shiny and it shaves my back because it's. Water pressure and it burns my skin So everything falls off And then we start to begin again Like a snake and its skin is falling off Let's all go to a concert David Hasselhoff Baywatch eating cheeseburgers as he's drunk His daughter's putting it on YouTube What the tux or what the tux 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 what the tux? 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 Oh yeah. If Sean were here, he would have probably really liked that. You think? Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's he's he, he's not a real um, he's not a real people person. No. No. Hmm. He just likes to eat Lucky Charms and watch TV with his pants off. What he loves is is like is that? all the Irish stereotypes, and people point those out. <laughs> oh. Oh, we Snakes would. and drinking and Lucky Charms. Yeah, and who's to- who? No one's talking no. about any of those things. No, no. I was going to ask about the Blarney Stone, but mm. more like the Smarmy Stone. Well, yeah. you know, the Blarney Stone is actually part of a toilet, but they don't tell you that. Yeah, well, it's a kind of a well, when toilet. You see someone pee on it. Yeah, and then you, you see someone popping a squat on top of it, and they're <laughs> dropping. <I> wanna- <laughs> Fly down, and then the tour guide tells you to kiss it. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a big that's a big red flag. Yeah, it's a big Chili red flag. Dog, the blood <laughs> stone. Like an Irish anger brownie. Oh, I can see what you're you ate for dinner. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, you had some fun. Irish food is rather bland. There goes a solid potato just rolling down. <laughs> I was like giving birth but backwards. <laughs> I got a potato. (laughs) (laughs) It's someone from Kabul.
full nights eating. Yeah, the potato. <laughs> what are you talking that's about? That's my Irish accent. <laughs> it sounds very uh, apooish. Yes, that's my Irish accent. Please buy something. This is not a reading library. <laughs> yeah, Mopco is known for its uh, spot-on accents. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, so let's actually talk about things. So we we've uh, okay. Al Pacino, the long form. Oh, yeah. actually yes. has a. We have a storyteller now, mm-hmm. uh, Frank Gentile, who I want to have on the podcast soon. Yeah. So, uh, oh, oh, cool, awesome, yeah. So he's going to be our storyteller, and it's going to be cool. That starts uh, the thirtieth, right? Mm-hmm. So you, how's how's your, how does your format operate? It's very ask hatty. You know, we get a suggestion, Frank will tell a story, and then we'll start improvising. The great thing about Frank is the fact that he's an improviser, too. So oh, cool. he uh, gets in on it and tags and wipes and everything, and he's familiar with the whole process. Oh, so neat. We've done, we've workshopped a couple, and then, yeah. Last week was an interesting kind of rehearsal because we just focused on, like, being completely serious while saying ridiculous things and building up this huge story um, about mole people and there were mole people because the government made the sewer grates too heavy to lift so no one could get back to the surface. And, right. Yeah. So it, we did that for like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. I have actually really got into this work wholeheartedly and love it in a way. It's like a whole different side of improv to me. There's a, a lot of stuff that... I guess in the last five years, I've had a different interpretation of. Mm-hmm. Um, two of the two of the main things would be um, you hear a lot play to the level of your intelligence, right? You know, the top, yeah, yeah. to the top. Okay, mm-hmm. so I interpreted that completely wrong for many years. Like there are certain members of our troop that are certainly well read, uh, better. Uh, at knowing plays and genres and I felt very inadequate because I don't know those things you know I know the cliff notes of Citizen Kane right, right. but I don't I can't tell you a thing about you know many parts of it you know um and so I always thought that it meant I had to kind of have this inherent knowledge of stuff that I don't so it made me scared to jump out there and try new things because I don't know a lot of stuff that happens in the world like that. Okay. What it what it truly means is not anything to do with how smart you are. It is playing to the level of emotional response so that your response to someone is organic and genuine. And yes, and then it helps you stay in that character. You keep honoring that character by reacting um in in a in a way that makes sense. Right. You know? Um, yeah, if you're a surgeon, you're not fumbling your scalpel, you do your surgery and then see what else happens, you know? Right. It doesn't mean just because you as a person are not a surgeon, uh, you can you can play one and, uh, you know, um, come off as a, an expert at it. Right. As long as you're confident. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, the status stuff we did the other night. That was, I made some discoveries myself on how to use those, being a scene and how you can actually by doing one thing you can change your status so like if i if i offer you help i raised my status if i ask for help i lower my status mm-hmm. and but that then that can make things happen and there's a relationship when the status there's like a moment of transition when the status changes i think can is almost like the um the fuel of a scene like the energy of a scene when those changes happen which is really cool because if you feel something stalling all you get 
you can do something mm-hmm. to re-energize the scene by you know making a status change or that kind of thing which i think is really cool yeah a really cool tool it's like all these years i've said improv it just clicked in my head just the other night you know those kinds of things so that's one of the beautiful things about improv is you're always making discoveries yeah about yourself and life and other people and how to uh be more present in a scene i think some of our practices because we do practice right after mopco practice and it really is it's all improv it all falls under that umbrella but you're using completely different types of muscles um short form is delightful in itself but you only have to stay in that game long enough to get through it you you know and it doesn't mean it's any less important or any more difficult it's just the goal is a lot lot shorter. Finish line's a lot shorter. Right. Where with long form, I find myself doing um, anybody can uh, react in the moment. That's a lot of what I feel improv is, is reacting. But you have to react in a way that makes sense and gives your scene partner something to work with. It's like it follows this formula where you have you're trying to get to the premise the the thing so you start with that yes and mentality you are building something right. with your partner then you hit it you hit the thing you hit the premise and then the premise becomes how you interpret the game so what when you hit the premise it's no longer yes and because you've built the reality it is moving to if this is true, then what else is true? And it it arcs. It's like magic. If you're both on the same page or other people come into that and they keep adding to the pot and going forward in the same formula, it builds to a head and and puts a nice button on it and it's it's done. And then you can use whatever came out of that to build the next scene, to build the next premise, um, it, and... I am definitely one who has taken a long time to learn how to give focus. Mm. Like I, I am, I am, I'm good at getting the goofy laugh or the you know I can I break the fourth wall a lot like to to be funny. Uh, there's a certain element of funny to that, um, and I don't want to be the improviser that no one wants to play with because oh, that'll get old. That could never happen. Well. You know, I, I, I hope not, but um, it's so much better to give that focus to somebody else because it really does kind of put you in that weirdly underdog position, which then when they're giving it back to you, it's kind of, it's like a, a switch of status. So it's, it's a status switch. Yeah, it's right. just that energy thing I was talking about. So last yeah. week's rehearsal with Mopco definitely weighted our practice. Sometimes where I'm getting to with all this is sometimes they're such different animals that we have a hard time warming up into what we have to do after the practice because it's so different, you know, so it's a longer battle to, right. to, to longer hill to climb. But, um, last week was really good because I think we all brought those elements from practice into our practice. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of made an observation when you were talking about how when you're working 
when you're doing improv, you have you have all these tools and all these approaches. Yes, anding, but there comes a point where I think that was my phone. Oh, um, <laughs> that was so perfectly timed. Um, so you yes and, and there comes a point where yes and maybe isn't the best choice. The best choice is to change the status at this point, or the best choice is to, or, or the better choice. I hate to put qualifiers on things you know, like good, better, worse, but it exists. It's, it's, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, yes, you, sounds like an establishing thing. Yeah, it's you an don't establishing have to keep doing right. It. But you can go back to it if you need to for right. and. But you have all these and change the status. You can do object work. You know, you have all these tools that it's not just one that you use at a time. Right. Yeah. So that that's pretty cool. And I love making those discoveries with you guys. It's a lot of fun. I think we're totally excited for us to bring I am too, and this and to our group so that they can see <clears throat> what we've no we've been we've honestly between everybody's practices and the time talking about it, and emails and conversations and solid work, we've really put thirty to forty hours in a, a piece in this work and. From our first couple practices of like, oh my god, this is so not show worthy to, oh my god, I can't wait for everybody right. to see this. I can't wait to. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited that it's a different thing for Mopco to be doing, um, and it's a whole different side of improv. Yeah. That we don't do enough of. I agree. So. Cool. You gonna riff on some onion? Well. Actually, uh... Oh, you gotta go fix another car? Yeah, maybe. Um, oh, I had a thought. Where did it go? Uh, I want to talk about all the stuff that we're... All the stuff that we're doing. We're, mm-hmm. we're doing the shows. we got another semifinal coming up this Friday. Mm-hmm. I think that my team and your team are playing. Yep. That'll yep. be fun. For Theater Sports, 8 o'clock at Proctor's. Mm-hmm. Also, um, this summer, we've got... At the Adirondack Theater Festival, we're doing Spontaneous Broadway. I think the tickets went on sale May May first at the oh, website. Nice. I think so. Um, we got some ringers for that. Yeah, we do. We mm-hmm. got some people coming in for that, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you guys don't know what Spontaneous Broadway is, it's uh, uh, we actually have kind of like a backers audition in the first act where people have written down song titles and we make up songs, and then they vote at the end of that first act, and that winning song gets made into a full blown. Uh, musical in the second act so it's uh, you're talking about different sides of the improv yeah and that's another side that we do where we do the musical stuff which is it's really focused in on the music which is a lot of fun too well i think summer at mopco is going to be very exciting because we kind of take a break from proctors because no one wants to be in a hot stinky basement for you know july and august Although I'm not ruling out the fact that there may be shows there, but they may be shows and formats that you're not used to seeing. Yeah. Um, there may be a lot of um, free shows here at the space because we're trying out new things. Uh, so, you know, keep, I would say just keep checking the website because it's going to be a really exciting summer. A few people have different. I know Alexander had mentioned something about the, a kind of a game show format that might be fun to yeah. play with a little bit. So, yeah, there's something for everybody at mupgo.org. That's right. Um, what do you guys? What, what do you guys want to do? <laughs> I'm blanking. We should uh, no. 
<laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell a story, and then maybe this is a real story <clears throat> I'm relating. Okay. And maybe we can find some some humor in it and riff on it a little bit. Philip and I were driving home yesterday from being out for a little while, and we were we were taking a back road home, so we weren't exactly sure where we were. And he was kind of talking about this over the newscast that was coming over the air, and I was kind of one of those moments where, like, Shh, I want to hear this. I want to see what they're talking about. And it was, it happened in 2008, and upstairs in a condo unit, a woman had died. Okay. And it wasn't discovered that she had passed away until her body exploded with the built-up gases, okay? And exploded to the point where it blew up part of the downstairs. There's a there's a whale they're waiting to do that, too. Yeah. I saw that on the news. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what makes it so relevant. Anyhow, the insurance company just settled saying, you know, the pe- person below whose home is now was then covered in stuff wanted insurance company to pay for that and it was debatable whether or not that would happen and would the insurance company cover it and they did not cover it because there's no exploding corpse clause in the insurance policy pre-existing condition pre-existing condition um so do people explode because they aren't pushing out their farts like that's what would happen if you did not push out your farts ever yeah, and, and toxins <clears throat> build up that your your body normally filters like through. Well, yeah, as soon as you die, you start decomposing, so that builds up all kinds of gases, everything. Muy interesante, isn't it though? Mm-hmm. Wow, your accent is it's amazing. See, si, señor. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, dead people. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I haven't seen Betty in a few weeks. You think we should go up and bring her some brownies or cookies? <laughs> yeah, right. It smells weird in here. It's like something died in the walls. Oh, oh dear. I'm sorry. I, I did. S- hey, Whoa, that's Tomas. her boyfriend. <laughs> it's oh. Tomas, her boyfriend. Hi, Tomas. Yo. Uh, Tomas has has uh, Betty come out in a, from her room in a while. Yo, yo is similar to no, so I'll say we'll go with the negative on that. Um, what's what's going on with you and your family? Yo. Oh, yeah, okay, good to hear. Go. I'm glad that's working out for them. Yeah. I know it was an issue previously, so we're just going to go and check in on Betty if you don't mind. Yo. Oh, you do. Okay, we don't yo. mean to intrude. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Was there a party and then Get the up. record stopped? Uh, Get up. Okay. Uh, Tomas. T- Tomas. Sorry. You know, we're just worried about her. We haven't seen her. It's it's not like she's dead and exploding everywhere, no. right? Oh okay. My what, that came from Okay. You're vomiting profusely now, Tomas. There's something that's happening. Uh, okay. We're not going to get out, Tomas. Tomas, you wanna- Oh, you're happy. You're finally giving up. Okay. You, I was going to hug it out with you. But no, he's he's fine. Amy, you go into the bedroom first. Okay. Oh. Uh, please stop vomiting or at least move out of our way, Tomas. <laughs> oh, that's a sound bite. Yo. Right. Tomas. Cree. Go, 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 go. Get out. 
What's in there, Amy? It looks like crepe jelly. Everywhere. Everywhere. It's on everything. It's dripping from the ceilings. And it smells really bad. Is that a whole burrito? Is that a whole burrito on the ceiling fan? Around and around and around and around. Yes. Yes, it is. And why, there's Lorna Dune Ladyfingers there on the nightstand. Is that, I don't know, is that like a book? <laughs> it's a cookie. Lorna Dern? Laura Dern Ladyfingers? All right, let's put our focus back on Betty, please, for God's sakes. Whoa. Ooh. Those gases got out. It does. It doesn't. I'm sorry. She has one of those children's pull in, pull in speak. Oh, yeah. The cow goes. Yeah, we the get it. The horse goes. Nice. Yeah, it looks like she has a little orange kitten that keeps pulling that. Oh. Yep, there we go. Sergey. Hi, Sergey. Okay, so uh, it, it's quite apparent to Moss that uh, Betty's exploded. Yeah, she's exploded everywhere. Do you? I think you should be calling the authorities. Go. Oh, we we should. Okay, hold on one second. Let me just call my call the authorities before I get eaten by a lion. The cow says. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a quick response. I guess we're right next to a substation. <laughs> Do you have a do you have warrants, Tomas? Why? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you on crack? What is your problem? Oh wow! <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, Tomas, you need to work out your demons. Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. We get it. What? I'm working out my demons. Uh. What the hell? Wait, uh, the show's coming back. <laughs> and 20 more minutes. And 20 more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, they're not all gold, people. <laughs> Some are platinum. There we go. In with a flush. In with a flush. We should sing one last song. Okay. Like, um... Like a, uh, I don't know. How about a country song? Sure. What? Pick, pick up the onion. Let's get a, a name of a country song from. Where's the onion book? Oh, there it is. Oh, all right. <laughs> I know what's best for everyone. <laughs> and Amy's going to start. That feels country. Let me, this is gonna preface. I'm gonna preface this with a little speak in because you know that's kind of it. Gotcha. Listen to me because I know what is best for everyone. There are great many problems facing America today, and I have the answers to all of them. So give me one. Give me a problem. Uh, Japanese tourists. Now this may be wrong. It's part of a song. 
song with your friends is hard singing a song with your friends it's hard so I sing a song with my friends cause it's hard (laughs) but you know I do it anyhow cause I do like to eat people every day. Rawr. <laughs> Likes them cooked in any kind of way. Fajitas. <laughs> if the people are eaten by the bears, <laughs> they shouldn't be covered with barbecue sauce. That's how you keep the bears from eating people If you don't cover yourselves with barbecue Sauce Alright, I need a problem to solve, John Okay Um, World peace Okay. Yeah, that's a problem It's a problem, no, no (laughs) It's not a problem, is it? Um, I can make it a problem Yeah, yeah, I bet you can Make Make world peace a problem Okay, a little intro here With peace, there's no war, but how can we keep the score? There's no appreciation for peace if there's no strife. So I'm going to stab a bunch of people with a sharp knife so they know that pain exists. Because peace doesn't exist without sharp knives inside people. So we're gonna make it rain in blood. <laughs> Everything's so beautiful. Rain, rain, rain in blood. Rain, rain, rain in blood. Okay. Rain, rain, rain in blood. Rain, rain, rain in blood. Blood, 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 blood. I know the way to rain. solve everything. I know the, the way to solve. Everything. Money. I know the way to solve everything. I know the way to solve everything. Barbecue sauce. I know the way to solve everything. Knives. Everything. Blood rain. 
Blood Eagle. War. Warehouses filled with people. Madam Tussauds, but they're real. <laughs> real and covered. Madam Tussauds. Oh, your accent's very good. Thank you very much. Muy bonito. Ocho años de español. Oh, Dios mío. Oh, Dios mío. No es bueno. No es bueno. ¿Dónde está culo? ¿Dónde está culo? Aquí. ¿Culo? ¿Qué? Culo. I would have thought you would have known but in just about every language. Oh, culo. Culo, yeah. Uh, con mierda. <laughs> mierda, mierda. <laughs> Me gusta. Me gusta. Cabeza de mierda. Yeah, mierda, ga- mierda gigante. Me gusta los perros de Chile. <laughs> si, pinguinos uh, con pantalones. <laughs> Montara caballo. Calle de la boca. Everything. <laughs> the longest podcast in the world. And it's gonna end now. <laughs> okay. I was listening to a, a podcast that was riffing on drum circles. Okay. And then they, they were they said that the Casio drum circle wanted to join them, but they wouldn't let them because it was all the electronic Casio. So <laughs> the Casio, oops, sorry, the Ca- sorry, Alex, uh, the Casio. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> the drum circle became a whole different thing, and and as the improvisers were trying to, you know, make it sound on the podcast, they're all going <laughs> beep boop boop boop. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it is. Well, well, I think we've stupid it out. That's been podcast. <laughs> you know, yes. I always have fun with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we got shows this Friday and. I think we talked about everything we want to talk about. Si, senor. Si, senor. Is uh, Mikey going to call in one more time? No, I've turned <laughs> off the phone. <laughs> oh, all right. he's, he's unplugged it from the wall. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody who participated thank today. Thank you, Sean. Thank, thank you, Sean. Uh, Mikey. Mikey. Thank you, Alex. Alex. Sensor was um, thank you, Stan Musial. Um, um, a little kitty. Thanks, here. Sergey. Sergey. Betty, Tomas. Uh, the police for resolving that issue so quickly. Yes. Thanks to gases yes. um, for doing what you do. They're, they're everywhere. And bubbles. And, and bubbles. bubbles. And Vietnam. And Vietnam. That's where Bazooka Joe is. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a helicopter on here. Get up! Okay. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, love you. Bye. Love Bye. you, too. This is Heather, and you're listening to Radio hey, this is Peter Hi, this is Justin. This is Alex Timmons, and you're listening to Radio Hi, this is Alexander Stern, and you are listening to Radio Hi, this is Mary Hi, this is John Briggs, and you're listening to Radio Mopco.